well, today's a very sad day, I would say, but you know, it's episode 28 of Slam City. It's Raymond Moore here, Jeremy's not here as long, but he will be here for next year for sure. We got here, Mr. Meg. What's going on, Jay? And we got here. What's up, I'm Crystal. Crystal. <laughs> Uh, Mr. Mac's close friend and yeah, co-host on co- the Eminem and M show, aka the okay show. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, so we got that. He said, the, "Yeah, I'm sure." We got that out of the way, but you know, like yeah. I said before, it's uh, it's been a very uh, I, I would say a sad end, sad day to end the week because you know yesterday we heard the news of Craig Shager passing at the age 65 because of cancer, and you know he was a pretty much a fighter. Throughout the whole process, you know, he, he did so much treatment. He even did some sideline reporting during the NBA Finals, which was cool. And he's never done it, actually, which is surprising. I mean, and over the years, he's been doing basketball and sports. He hasn't done really an NBA Finals until, you know, pretty much this year. But it was That uh, was a shock. Yeah, it was a shock. I'd, I'd, even LeBron was say, even LeBron said, he's like, how in the hell you didn't do NBA Finals after all these years? I would have lost that bet. If anybody had bet me, I bet you Craig Sager has never done the NBA Finals. I'd have told him he was a liar. But that sounds crazy. It just sounds like a... Yeah, that doesn't make any That's probably wrong. It is. <laughs> so wow. NBA. Do you know why? Just I mean, I guess because there was an ESPN thing. You know, he's on the Turner side of sports. So okay. he does more the Western Conference Finals or Eastern Conference Finals to do every year. So I guess that this is like a good opportunity for him to do it because I want to say it was because he had cancer, but it has something to do with that. They want to feel like, you know, give him a favor to do this. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Scratch something off the bucket list. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, he was also, you know, uh, into the Hall of Fame, Broadcasting Hall of Fame before passing. And, you know, at least we know that he was one of the, the all-time greats in that. And he was much more than, than just a guy who was dressed up in these colorful, co- uh, you know, <laughs> suits. That it did make did. him iconic, though. Like, it memorable did. For, for those of us who don't follow, follow. Yeah. Like, I knew who he was, regardless of, of knowing his history. Like, yeah, he's that guy. Could, you could yeah. see him from space. Those, <laughs> those coats were ridiculous, man. He used to rock those religiously. Uh-huh. Yeah. It was just a matter of how ridiculous it was going to get. It wasn't a matter of if it was going to be ridiculous. How fun must that have been, like? Picking picking suits or whoever gets to shop for him, like yo, I found one. <laughs> well, he had a he had a closet, like he had a legit closet, and if you look at it, so many like colorful co- uh, suits that he wears. And right. then, like, does he one, wear them twice though? No, nah, he wears I like so. I think he wears different kinds of them. But I remember there was like one time when he met KG and he wore that whole red suit, and <laughs> KG took the time to say, you know, you look you're like this is ridiculous and everything. Just you you go home and you burn it, soggy whatever gasoline all that. Yeah, she then he actually do it though. The next day he actually did it. It's like, you know, KG, you know, he's he's gonna be f- having fun with him. You know, it's mm-hmm. all jokes and everything, but he does he does love him a lot. We all love him a lot for what he was. I mean, he was much more than that. He was he was a really good uh, reporter as well. A lot of people looked up to him. And um, at sixty five, is too young. Yeah, I know, sixty five. I mean, yeah, he had he had a lot more years to go um, for this business for doing what he's doing. Mm-hmm. He could have been around easily another fifteen twenty years just doing his thing before yeah. he finally retired. Right. He was super sharp, super witty. He always asked exactly what you needed. Yeah, okay, real quick, when we when when this Hall of Fame, when they put his monument up, I need every suit. We need every suit. I don't even know if he's in them. But somebody go in his closet, put all those jackets and glass cases <laughs> along with the shirts and wow. the ties, and I need all of those lined up. I need the Craig Sager wing of the Hall of Fame. The same way they do like Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Exactly. They have like Elvis the, outfits and the all that stuff. glasses yeah. and they got the guitars. I need every Craig Sager suit starting from when he first got a little flamboyant to, to like a trophy wall. full you on ridiculous. See, yeah. See I need the progression all of them. those. I'm sure it's like if you Seal saw them all next up. to each other. Seal those up and, and put, them, <laughs> put them in one spot. Line them up and let's get the Craig Sager tribute looking right. I need NBA players if you had any kind of love for him, donate some bread. Put that together. NBA, put that together. TNT, put every all all. You know what I mean? ESPN, yeah. put that together. Let's let's send this man off yeah. the right way, and let's let let everyone see exactly what he was bringing to the table every night. Yeah. The fact that he did wear these. These are the actual authentic. Don't sell them. Yeah, don't, don't, burn don't burn them. Don't pack them up. <laughs> that would be an epic bonfire, though, in his honor. <laughs> no, no, no. We got to burn them. Keep donate them. those suits. Despite what KG once suggested, donate those suits, and let's, let's line those up and get the Craig Sager Memorial Tribute looking colorful and joyous and 
and bright and shiny. Does he have kids? Did he have kids? Awesome. Yeah, he had kids. He had two. Uh, I believe he had two daughters. He had a wife. You know, I, I feel. You know, my condolences go to those fa- to the family as well. You mm-hmm. know, they, this is a sad day for them because you know he fought so hard for it. And you know, the the disease cancer is. It, we use that as a way of saying, well, somebody has it. You know, they won the the battle maybe because they overcame it. But you know, he went through as much as anybody who has cancer. And I, I know I had a family member of mine that died of cancer as well. It's a terrible disease. Mm-hmm. I don't know if um any of you had any family members, anybody that you know that had it. But yeah, it a couple sucks. weeks, couple, but, anyway, a couple weeks ago, yeah. my boy passed from cancer. He, we didn't even know he had it. Wow. He, he kept it to himself, and we all found out in the day that he passed like his family let us know that he was in the hospital and we start planning on going to the hospital like to go see him and then his family let us know that you know his heart had stopped but you know they were trying to revive him and then he came wow. out of that and we, we all like you know still scrambling to get there and then they finally told us that he passed and it was like that's within the space of hours I, I was really really early when I caught mine but that's honestly like when you're you fight slash if you I don't know. I don't even know how to say it correct, but like I tried to disappear. I didn't want to tell people about it either, but because I sort of knew my diagnosis, I was early. Oh, yeah, Chris is a cancer. Yeah, 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 yeah. But so I understand why people don't want to be uh, like have a victim feel. They don't want sympathy. They don't want that. But I think it's important to know because then people can can be there and prepare mm-hmm. themselves for the loss because you're you're the one that possibly you're dealing with the disease and stuff. But like the people around you got to keep going yeah. so for them to wrap their minds around it to be there with you it's tough it's hard but like it's important i think it's important to when, when you to give people the chance to when, when you had the early stages how, how, how did you feel exactly were you i was tired, you all, the tired, time. tired all the time tired i was losing weight and i was <laughs> funny because i was like modeling and singing and stuff and mm-hmm. at first i was like i just thought it was you know it's fall and it's getting dark earlier and mm-hmm. i'm out partying a lot so maybe that's why I'm tired. And then I was losing weight, and I was like, "Hey, I look good." And then I was like, "It was just too much. It was, just, it was just not good. I just felt awful. I couldn't explain it. I was really, and this, I was dating this guy, and I turned so emotional and cry needy, and I couldn't explain it. Like I really couldn't explain it. I was a horrible girlfriend, and he was just like pushing back. He was like, "No. He's like, what is this? This is not the girl that I chose to date, right? Yeah. But he didn't know it was cancer. So it was a really rough." period like physically but also emotionally because I didn't know why I was so miserable Mm. so when I finally found out it was like a big aha moment it was a horrible thing to find out but it's like oh so it's not my fault I'm not crazy for like for being a a b-word like for the last (laughs) couple months you know what I mean yeah so but then then you know we caught it so early so but sometimes you don't sometimes you people walking around they think they're fine and then they find out they're stage three you know what I mean like whoa so so if you have anything that you don't, you know, don't understand with your with going on with your body, I'd say, you know, get checked out. Yeah, definitely every definitely. year. Um, you know, looking at Greg Sager himself, I mean, he 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 went through the, when he went through the treatment, he was still doing some salary reporting. That was impressive as well. I mean, a lot of mm-hmm. people that work with him, the Turner family especially, you know, they didn't know that, you know, he, he had this energy still to do all this. I I know he was still feeling tired and all that. Even when Stuart Scott died, uh, I think last year as well, you know, he had cancer as well. And, uh, you know, he fought until the end as well. He was one of those people as well that was a great, I would say a great sports broadcaster on ESPN. He was mm-hmm. himself, you know. I think a lot of people, when they get to that field, they're not really themselves. They have a strict policy of something they can or can't do. But he did what he wanted to do, and they agree with it. If I'm not mistaken, Stuart Scott coined, uh, It was he was the one who was first putting rap lyrics yeah. in, in his broadcast. He yeah. would drop, like, little lines here and there from exactly, yeah. classic albums from Tribe <laughs> to, like, Jay to, to Wu-Tang. Yeah, yeah, no, he, uh-huh. he used to drop lyrics in there. And now I see a bunch of other people doing it. Well, pop, pop culture and sports is mixed and starting to mix and more. Yeah, yeah. yeah but he, he and it sounded, keeps it fun. He sounded way more authentic when he did it compared to some of the dudes that I see do it now, where it just looks like a thing, like you right, just learned right. something from the latest song and decided to throw it in. <laughs> Scott Stewart looked authentic when he when he said that stuff, like Craig Sager did. Craig Sager looked authentic when he wore those ridiculous suits because right. Yeah, he was, he was doing his thing. He was doing his thing. He was doing what he wants, and and uh, you know he's also a good mentor to some of the young reporters, like Rachel Nichols. She was describing how he helped she he helped her out, you know, with reporting and being mm-hmm. becoming a better reporter. I mean, you know, people in general, like 
I think when you're around those people that are always positive, even when they have something like this, I think it makes you feel better because they make you feel better, like as a even as a team. Like they were a team, Turner Sports, and and they appreciate like they were a family, even when when the stories um that they were describing on when during the games, like to be honest, I don't even think anyone was paying attention to the games yesterday. You know, I felt like everybody was just so sad, like they didn't even care win or lose. You know, they it was just an emotional day. Like you can even tell when Steve Kerr did the um like. Uh, standing yeah, the speech. The speech, yeah, the speech before the game. You know, this is this is his day. You know, they, everybody was there clapping. Even when he, but he was sitting on the on the bench. You know, he he didn't even care about the game at all. He just wanted to like get over it's it. Honest, it's it's a like, rough day. It was a rough day. No you one lose cared. an icon like that. Yeah, not, especially one of those faces you're used to. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie. I still miss Stuart Scott. Like and I'm when, a I Stuart Scott too. Him, when I say miss him, when I say miss him, I mean I constantly. Like when yeah. when the when the broadcast pops up, I keep thinking he's gonna be there. It's gonna be like that with Craig Sager, I think. I think after the games, I'm gonna be looking for him to have those interviews at the big games. Remember that it's a really sad poem, but it's a really awesome poem. Remember the thing about like when I'm gone, don't speak of me, don't change how you speak of me. I'm still here. I'm still who I was. Yeah. It's it's like a poem to to help people, you know, after losing somebody. But I think that's important because like all the memorials and all the like, speaking about how sad things are mm-hmm. but because he loved the sport so much and he loved reporting and he loved wearing his fun suits and all this stuff they say like speaking of him in past tense and like it's like we everyone will die like we will all pass yeah, yeah, right all so celebrating what he was and what he brought and what he loved which is the, the game mm-hmm. yeah. I think is what everyone should take from it like you're gonna go out there and you're gonna keep playing the sport. Right. You're gonna keep. You're, everyone's. He was excited about a championship. You guys should still be working towards your championship. Right. Shouldn't right? stop because he's not here. Right. But and yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of odd. It's like wait, you. Oh, he's not there. Yeah. But it shouldn't bring tears. It should be like, he's still with us. Yeah. He's I mean, still part of the sport. There's a quote that he said before. You know, he even said in the ESPYS this year. You know, time is something that cannot be brought, cannot be waged with God, and it is not an endless supply. Time is still be how you live your life. Yeah. You know, it's pretty much. Well, then he won. He yeah, won time. Yeah, he, he won. He won the game of time. When you when you leave a legacy like that, when people are gonna remember you, time well spent. Way after you're going, that yeah, you you kind of did it right. Him, Stuart Scott, tons and tons of legends that we lost this year, from Prince to to David Bowie to Fife, like all yeah. these people that we're just not going to forget. Muhammad yeah. Ali. That, I mean, it's a the long list. list. Yeah, we just went through, we, we went through it before. before yeah. Show, yeah. It's, yeah. A, it's a super long, super sad list that makes everybody say, screw 2016. Right. But these are people who left impacts. Mm-hmm. We a, should all be striving to do something like that. There's a book I read called Immortality, and the only way to really be immortal is if what you do and your your story lasts forever right like you can be forgotten there's people that are definitely they lived they died there's a tombstone somewhere and they're they're gone Mm -hmm. but immortality is when people keep your story and your likeness and your name Mm -hmm. in their mouths on their minds so yeah well that's immortality well he won and we're approaching the end of the year too i mean i mean i just hope no one else dies before the year is over. You know, we're ready to get close to the end of the year. Let's Ugh. go into 2017 hoping that... So I'll hold all hands and leg- be safe. Yeah. <laughs> Crossing the safe. street. Yeah, well, everybody you know. start eating more vegetables. <laughs> Let's stick around. But yeah, it's been a sad day, especially, especially with a reporter as an icon like that. You think anybody would be like that ever? Like any reporter? Every generation has their, their thing. Before him, it was, uh, you know, you could say Howard Cosell was yeah. of his day. He was that guy. So everybody has their era everybody has um, you know I don't know if there'll ever be another one he uh, was an original Howard Cosell was an original Muhammad Ali was an original like the the reason why we love these people is because they're not carbon copies of somebody who came out after first right but we have to allow people to do something else Next. first. Right. Yeah. yeah they Next can be, first. They can be the, right. They can be something else that you, like, Stuart Scott lived his life and he was the only Stuart Scott. I mean, people say there'll never be another Marilyn Monroe. That's fine. There'll right. be another but but there'll iconic be somebody of else. Right. Of a different. The quality way. may drop. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. The quality may drop. I but mean, that's also our opinion, though. Right. You know what I mean? Like, we, right. we idolize people from the past so much that, like, when it's next to us, like, one of the three of us, or all three of us, could become iconic, but still, 
we're just people. We're just people that we used to talk to. Mm-hmm. But like fast forward fifty years, and you're like, yo, nobody did it like Kayla Ben. <laughs> like, right? It, I hope. <laughs> but I'm saying like she did it her way, mm-hmm. or you know, like yo, you couldn't say nothing. Mecca knew was this. He did. But we can't see it so much. You said that something about the forest and the trees. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> it, it, it gets hard to see the forest from the trees. Because uh, we, we're, we're each other's peers. Right. So it's hard to see who's becoming iconic. Iconic status happens after Yeah, only time, time. will tell. Only only time will tell. I, I When I say the quality goes down, it's mostly because when you live through, okay, my father always said when you used to, you know better, you do better. Yeah. If you get used to lobster, you don't go back to McNuggets. You know, what I mean? that's mm-hmm. just what it is. If you're eating steak, then a two dollar cheeseburger just isn't going to do it. We're oversaturated right now, so everybody right. gets used to. So the problem really is, high we 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 have a high standard because we came from a different era. The three of us in this room are going to be able to say we came from the Stuart Scott Craig Sager era. Mm-hmm. We've seen it done the best that it can, you know, at at the highest level. So if you come in under that bar, we're not going to be that impressed. Now, a kid born in the 90s or a kid born in the 2000s, that's their bar. You dig what I mean? Like, as high as it gets, as high as they've seen it, that's their bar. They wouldn't know how Craig Sager did what he did, Stuart Scott, all the doors he broke down. The things that they see now are just, are just... It's it's common practice, but somebody had to go do it first. But also, they see the sound bits, like the little tiny clips. So, like to see it happen, you like we're of the Craig Sager right. era because we saw we lived it. We we lived it. But for people to see it afterwards, it's like seeing a highlight reel. We're just looking at yeah, high, highlight reels thing. of fighters. Like I can accept that, for example, Chuck Liddell is a freaking awesome fighter, but I didn't wasn't raised watching fighting. Yeah, right. So the highlight reel is impressive to me, but I don't get the depth. Of right. what he did for You don't the understand sport. that that he might have been the first one to do this and he, right. I'm like, yeah, he pioneered this system of <laughs> fighting and you know, et cetera, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. Like so I, kids can look at these highlight reels, but I, maybe not. I can't imagine what they look think when they see Bruce Lee. Yeah, no one they don't know anything about Bruce Lee at all. They probably don't even know how he looks sometimes. But but they do look at highlights like she says he describes. They look at highlights of oh, he talks about water and this and that, but mm-hmm. he, you know, he's you know, philosophy, philo- he was a philosopher, basically. You know, mm-hmm. he, he knows all these little things about meaning of life and being a human being. But he also invented race. the one-inch punch. Yeah, the one-inch punch. The yeah. three-inch punch. And yeah. you That's don't like see that voices. now. That sounds like, six, you know, when, like, you're in school, and like, use your six-inch voices. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was like, what is that? A three-inch punch? What the heck is that? Literally. He <laughs> could put his hand on your chest yeah, and, do it and quick, punch quick. in. And the impact would send you across the room. And people so thought it was fake. But concentrated he used to do, energy. Ever. He used to do yeah. live demonstrations and have people come down. And he would, like, send them flying. And everybody thought it was fake until they got in there and he did it. And he had the one inch and the three inch. And the three inch hurt more than the one inch. But the one inch still knocks you on your butt. Yeah. I say all that to say it's, it's one thing when you live through it, your standards raise. We have high standards now. So we may not be as impressed with the next guy who comes along, recognizing that they're not as original as they think they are. They're not as original as people are giving them credit for because we've seen it before. But every generation thinks that the new generation is like better. Well, no, like better. dumb. Like our parents are like, oh, this new music is noise, and then we're gonna be the we're same be way. The this same new in music. Couple years, yeah. I feel that way sometimes. I hear music on the radio, and I'm like, this is current music. But I love Britney Spears because that was my middle school, <laughs> yeah, high school, yeah, right? Exactly. And my parents were like, this woman is horrible. Take her off the radio. You, you know, Every generation feels that way about eventually. True. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to bat for mine real quick, though. <laughs> and I'm going to tell you why I think it's different. Because when my mother used to get at me, she was comparing her era of music to my era of music. Right. It was also a completely different genre. Right. She was comparing Marvin Gaye Soul to me listening too. to Biggie. Right. And to her, this wasn't music. This was crap. I get that. Well, that's like electronic and trap. To me, like, some of it is just so whack because I prefer old school R&B and rap. Well, see, here's the difference. But, but that's a preference. We know is it quality or is it hip hop. We know hip hop, though. Right. We know hip hop. My mother didn't know hip hop. My mother wasn't coming from that perspective at I all. I didn't come from dubstep. And that right. crap is horrible to me, but some people love it, and it's an art form. So no, no, absolutely. <laughs> That's why I'm only speaking. This is why right, I'm only right, speaking right. in terms of hip hop and R and B. I right. came up listening to some of the best lyricists, some of the best vocalists: Whitney Houston, uh, Marvin Gaye, 
uh, et cetera, et cetera. Like yeah. I, I heard Luther, Luther Vandross. I heard the best singing by by across the board. And pop, so, we had Michael. And right, now yeah, pop Michael, is different. Yeah, and so. we had Biggie, and we had Pac, and we had Big Daddy Kane, and we had uh, you know. So my standards are up here. You That's have like to come up here to meet my standard. Though. Right. We're talking about the beginning of what you said people who do it first. Right. It's the beginning of an era. Like, beginning of, like, every time sports changes, the rules change or the outfits change or whatever, mm-hmm. like, it's, it. you can't, you, apples to oranges. Nobody can say, like, who's the best running back of all time. Well, he dealt with different things than they deal with that's, today. That's the competition we were talking about as far as Michael Jordan and LeBron James last time. Everybody yeah. compares to Michael to LeBron. Would Michael beat him? Probably not in this era. If that uh, no, in same this era, Michael, Mike would stop him. Could could LeBron hang with them back then when they were extra physical, where you could hand check? Where you, you could, could literally do anything you want, and you won't, you'll won't get away with it. Right. Like, well, could yeah, you yeah, hang yeah, in that changed, era? That's what that's, I meant. Yeah, yeah, I'm no, sorry. You're, 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 no, but you're, you're, t- you're telling the truth. I say all that to say the Craig Sagers of the world, Stuart Skies of the world, they, they're pioneers for a reason. They're, they're icons for a reason because they did something that nobody else done. So when you come along after this, you're going to have to go that much them. harder. Else. Right, because the generation that grew up with them is still around. Yeah. So right. we will be watching, and when, you, when people start giving you credit for things that have been done before, you're going to hear about it. No, that's not yeah. new. Craig Sager was doing yeah. that 10 years ago. No, that's not new. Sorry, Stuart Scott was doing that six years ago. Like, that's not new. You're not original. You're not the first person to do that. Try again. Come harder. How would you remember Craig Sager as? The suits, dude. The suits? The, the suits, suits and the love he got from the players. I never forgot that. Like it's the like fact fraternity. that like it yeah. becomes friendship. The fact that Popovich would like stop yeah. and chop it up with him. <laughs> Popovich, who talks to no one exactly. ever, no one. would go out of his way to go speak to Craig Sager. And the fact that Charles Barkley, who is the biggest butthole like <laughs> on this side of anywhere and he loved and gushed over Craig Sager like right. all these uh, and the, the way the players couldn't wait to go talk to him literally couldn't wait like we'd go over there and we'd mess around in his interviews because they wanted to be around Craig Sager like that's what I'm going to remember the most like the suits the suits were just like a beacon it was like right. the bat symbol you saw this loud suit you knew you had to get over there because that's Craig let's, let's go yeah. talk to him that's kind of awesome. How yes. would you remember him, man? I think initially it was the suits because I didn't even really – somebody said Craig Sager died, and I didn't know the name like that. Mm-hmm. But visually, I knew exactly who he was. And, like, I was, I was actually about to ask you, he didn't have any, um, like, scandals or anything. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, he didn't do anything. To, it's not that he avoided it. It's just that when you have good energy and good personality and, like, you're honest and genuine, like, people – no one's offended by you because you're kind-hearted. Mm-hmm. I mean, you ask the right questions, and maybe it's tough sometimes, or maybe mm-hmm. you know you point out somebody's flaw. But like, it's not it's not from a bad place. So like, he did his job, he did it well, and because he had, um, what's the word? I'm not charisma, but character. Like right. he had, you know, when you have good character, it it shines through. It shows. So that's mm-hmm. how I remember him. It's just the guy that you couldn't not like. Like he was, was positive. Everything about him was just positive and fun. <laughs> and I remember him as much more than a suit. I feel like he he was a, a great person. I, I know I haven't met him personally, but just based on what I see, like I feel like he, he's done a, a good job interviewing players. He he's very co- uh, conversational. You know, a lot of journalists. I think the bad habits that we have is that we're not very conversational. We just ask question, ask question. We mm-hmm. don't have a conversation with them. And it's interesting because Kobe today on Mike and Mike said that. The one thing about him was that he, he, you know, he was more conversational than asking questions and all that. And that's what mm-hmm. journalism should be all about. But he also represented the fact that, you know, you do your job by researching ahead of time with these games, knowing what good questions to ask. Like, you know, you said before, yeah, yeah due diligence <laughs> and all that. And Popovich, you know, even when he, when he's gone, he even said it yesterday, you know, he, he's a great human being, you know, much more than just that. He was just doing his job and all that. Mm-hmm. And Carmelo, when he said that the Olympics, when they brought that gold medal for him, you know, they really mean that for that. It, it's just, I'm going to remember him he as... He everybody's as, friend. Yeah. I'm going to remember him as a sports journalist who did the best work and should be probably a role model for people that want to be like him in the future. And... To be yourself, you know. If it's suits, you can have colorful suits. Be yourself with that. If it's something else, like what Stuart Skies do with putting hip hop and, and the sports and all that, do that. But I think the one thing I would say is that if you want to be great in this business, you just gotta put the work in and be try to be different from everybody else. I know I know you want to like copy some people, their skills and all that, but be do something that a lot of people haven't done yet, and you probably be remembered. 
just like those guys were. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with taking a little bit of technique from, yeah. the, from the greats. Yeah, you can yeah. study. You can study, yeah, yeah. I mean, everybody's done it. And not everybody's, like, got their own technique. Like, everybody, even players, they take technique of somebody to add to their skill set or all that. Yeah, I read a, a thing on the way here on Library Way, 41st Street, by the way, y'all, in New York City. <laughs> um, heading towards the New York City Library, they have these plaques in the sidewalk. And there are all these amazing quotes from famous authors, right? And the one that I took a picture of... It said, um, I want everyone to be as smart as they possibly can because to live in a, in a ignorant world is a dangerous place. What is this? I want everybody to be smart, as smart as they can be. A world of ignorant people is too dangerous to live in. So, like, educating yourself, like, following through, doing the best you can, mm-hmm. trying to be smart, trying to be better than you were yesterday and all that, like, learn from the greats, do better yourself and all that because just sitting around and thinking you're going to, like, naturally be... God-given, amazing, and people are going to discover you isn't the way. Like, people like that worked for it. At all. Yeah. Like, they worked for it. And they had a magic about them. Right. (laughs) Of course. And that's, I guess, the one thing we can all say to Craig is we love you. We we respect what you did with the game. We we also wanted to know that, you know, the mentorship for all the reporters out there, even the veterans and the young ones that – want to be like you and want to just be part of the sports world and basically have respect in the media and you really represented all that. And that's yeah. all I'm going to give Shout Thank out to you. Craig Sager. Thank For you, sure. Craig Sager. So, you know, we talked a lot about Craig Sager and we'll switch topics here talk about a little bit about this whole topic with the resting players uh, situation because, you know, you had LeBron and, and Kyrie and Kevin Love pretty much resting this week against Memphis. They had Carmelo Anthony. To, I, I would say he took a break. I mean, I think the, sh- the sore shoulder injury was more of an excuse to say, you know, I'm taking a break and, and just uh, from this game against the Warriors. And I think it's really angry a lot of people because a lot of people, they pay a, a lot of money for these tickets to watch these stars. Mm-hmm. And even one sign, I think the Memphis game was like... I drove, I, yeah. four, I drove four hours, paid $800, and LeBron stayed home. Yeah. And you yeah, get to watch, that watch pretty much bench players play against Memphis. And even though Memphis won, they, I mean, a lot of crowds, a lot of people, they want to see these stars. And mm-hmm. if they don't show up, I mean, that's just a disrespect to them because they pay tickets for that. Well, the only reason that the NBA is so big, that any NFL, NBA, all these things are so big is, like, I always talk about, like, financial reasons that things are big. It's because of the fans. Like, you Facts. playing basketball isn't actually worth millions of dollars by itself. Right. Like, it's really not. You're, you're good at it, great. So track stars are good at it, too. But they don't get millions of dollars because it's fan-driven. Like, the fans yeah. are the reason you get millions of dollars. Facts. Yeah, and TV, TV ratings. And yeah. Which is based right. on fans, yeah. which is based on viewership. It's all, it all comes yeah. down to people at home. People buy tickets and buy mm-hmm. merch and buy all this stuff because they care. I mean, it's just it's – just, I, I feel disgraced because uh, – if it were me, like, paying to watch, let's say, back in the 90s, or I watched, wanted to watch Patrick Ewing and he didn't play a game, and I bought tickets for that day, I mean, I feel kind of sad because I wanted to watch Patrick Ewing. I want to see him play. I want to see him win with the Knicks and everything. He cheated, yeah. Yeah, he kind of cheated. I mean, it's not the same watching it on television, a star, compared to watching it in person. Which is why different. you showed up live was to see that person in person. Can I yeah. play devil's advocate? Yeah. Um... The game itself, because they're ideally trying to win seasons, are they allowed to, to like choose how to best win a season? If you're hurt, here's Greg Popovich was the first person I saw resting players, like absolutely resting his players. Well, because they're old. That, that's the that's what I was yeah. going to say. He had older players. They Legit you know, reasons. If he's really trying to win a championship, then, yeah, sitting them down every once and again, yeah, I get it because he's got senior players. I get that. But, dude, here, here's here's my biggest problem with LeBron. And Stephen A. Smith said this, so I don't want to sound like I'm, I'm taking credit for all of it. But they had – it was a back-to-back game. Mm-hmm. So they played in they, – the Cavaliers played in um, Cleveland and then they played in Memphis. Um, so it's back-to-back. All right. And that's who they were playing. My problem is – Cleveland sees you every night. If you were going to take off a game, take off the game in Cleveland. Don't take off the game where you go to Memphis and it's the one time of the year they're going to see you. 
that's except that you're supposed except you're supposed to love your home team and and they get a show chance up. to see you like a you chance live there. and yet it's your home team and there's that much love I, you see what I'm saying? I mean, it's devil's advocate. It's really up to them how they do it, mm-hmm. but it's also up to us fans how we feel about it. I, I, think, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm we don't get to dictate at, how they. I'm not mad at the concept of a of a, a partial refund or at least some kind of advance notice so you can make your mind up. If if I right. brought tickets to go see LeBron, and game time they told me he wasn't going to be there, I wouldn't have brought those tickets. How about I buy tickets for the next time he's going to show up? I'll, I'll get those tickets. But you making game time decisions after mm-hmm. I've already spent the money and I can't get it back, and nobody mm-hmm. else wants to take these tickets because the top three players on the team aren't going to be there, and it sucks now. You just right. de- you just deaded me. Like I understand I got taking one star player off per game or whatever. Maybe like, for the night, yeah, but not all three. I mean, that, least, yeah, that's kind. Of, I think that's going right. overboard. I mean, that's just too much. And the fact that's that like withholding, like it's like taking a big part of your check and be like, nope, you don't get paid this week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but some of that I think has to do also some science into it because a lot of doctors are saying, you know, the athlete can play 82 games in the season pretty much from October all the way to May and then to the playoffs and all that, and all the minutes that you shouldn't play this amount of games. Maybe you should take one game or two off. I mean, even a few years ago, LeBron took like two weeks off to go to Miami to pretty much be. Uh, working out with Dwayne Wade and, and whatever for two weeks, and then coming back, he was all fresh and ready to go. But it just felt like it, that mentality. This generation is, is is different compared to the, the last one. Right, mm-hmm. and they're not cattle; they're human beings. So if they're like, they need a break or whatever, like it's, it, they're not like slaves. They don't have like whoosh, keep going, keep playing for us, keep uh, playing you, for you us. They are people. So if they're feeling like they need a break, or if you know some. Aspect like yo, my knee's been giving me trouble. I really need to like yeah, no, chill. No, if it's medical, if it's a health issue. But what if it hasn't happened yet? It's not I a real medical it. thing. It's just no, like no, I'm feeling like I'm feel headed that on, way. I yeah, totally get that. At the same, do you know time, what the logic was? You have a job to do. Carmelo, Carmelo said he had a sore shoulder. I don't believe that. I think he just did that as an excuse, so then to be like, oh, you didn't do it because it was a rest day and all that. He, but yeah, because he's he's because we wouldn't accept it. If we he's propositioned to take <laughs> off the two games where it was pretty much known that the Knicks were going to lose one against the Cavs and one against the Warriors, who have the two best records in the right. league. So it's kind of like I was watching you know the what? score last night. I don't We're really 13 need thirteen points to... down. They're like, yeah, against the world champions, it's okay. Right? Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, dude, we could have won that game. Yeah. Last we, yeah, night, we Carmelo right. and D Rose. Yeah, we could have won that game. The way that they was thinking it up, that yeah. was a win. I'm pretty sure Melo was right. kicking himself on the bench, kicking himself like, oh, my God. I really should have taken this one. Like, I, I could have played. We could have won. Like, this is not the game that we could have beaten the champs. We could have had this under our belt. It's a bragging rights for real. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you, you beat Steph and Clay and, and Durant and, and, Draymond. and Draymond. Like, that's a win. That's a, that's a W. And they could have won that game. Mellow on the floor with D Rose. D Rose is good for what? Twenty points tonight. Yeah. We let we lost by thirteen. Yeah. That was a win. And B. they missed a lot of free throws. They were nine for like nineteen, I think, from the free throw line. Think about that. They made like Gold almost State? all of them. Or they probably no next. Oh, they, next. Okay. If they made all of them, it would have been like a three point game. Would have been closer than them we've done. And maybe would have been gone we, to the wire. We put and the that. bench in, and they went on a they went on a a run. We were down by like twenty two points, and we lost the game by thirteen. They went on a run. The, the real players in the game, Melo and Rose in the game, would have changed. Would have been the yeah. difference. Change everything. Joakim, no one needs to go to the gym. <laughs> I don't. I don't know what's up with him, man. <laughs> Crystal, he, he needs fit. you to train him. He doesn't he, look fit. He's a slab people... of beef right now. He's a big side of beef. The man looks like a Volkswagen with a hairdo. <laughs> I haven't been really paying attention. Is he? Is it affecting his playing? Do you think? If is that's he, what you not... want to call play. Well, I don't understand. I mean, is they're he showing playing... off their bodies during the offseason, like, and they're in shape, and then they come in. Was like, he doing shape. that? Because I don't yeah. remember him ever he doing that. He was doing that. Rose was doing that. And, and, you know, pretty much other players on the team were doing that, and they look like they're out of shape for some reason. I don't know what's up. You know what? I think because in offseason, they're, like, focusing on, on like, preparing and getting ready and the show-off thing. But once you're playing hard, like, even when I'm, like, working out hard. So I'm a trainer. I'm, you know, fitness model, yeah. et cetera. So when I'm – in like off season, if you will, when I'm like training and I'm having like holiday season and all that, like I eat and have fun. So yes, I'm getting stronger, but mm-hmm. I'm also like I just look softer. Like I might be working out more than than like my modeling season, but like I'm also eating more. And these guys after the games, they're in the spotlight right now. So they're they're every night they're going out to eat or they're entertaining friends and family. 
I feel like it's it's kind of a catch twenty two because like you're in the spotlight more, yeah. and then you're expected to perform more. But maybe they're in shape, but not. I also in game see them shape. out a lot. Maybe I see them out a lot. Maybe they're not in game <laughs> shape. Maybe too. I mean, there's right. a big difference. I mean, you could be in shape or in game shape. I, I could, you could be in shape running five miles, whatever. But when you're in the actual game, you're not skills. Maybe you get, yeah, you get tired quickly. Running, jumping, can, yeah, stopping, 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 stop starting. Yeah. Right, it's a whole different thing. You can get like gym fit and not be able to play great basketball. Yeah, exactly. So I, I think some uh, people need extra fat. You were talking about that. Some people need some some body fat in order to for the energy for that quick release energy exactly. and stuff. You can't so be that's, all that's muscle. Not, we can be on stage and be like emaciated but perfect looking. That's but that's not, not performance. That's not Joakim Noah's problem. If body fat, <laughs> having, lacking body fat is not his problem. The ability to jump and hold the ball and make a layup is his problem. Or score at all. Like, yeah, like he, he has, is he not so he's, scoring yeah, Like he had not. open drives to the basket yesterday. And just, just like break them. Just break them. Like, I don't understand. Like if, if, if that was that is your job, Kyle Quinn. If he went earlier in the game, maybe Kyle Quinn would have scored those points. For all we know, maybe it would have been a different game. I honestly believe Kyle Quinn at least has a jump shot. Yeah, and he can actually score. Yeah, he's a threat to score. It's the reason why Brandon Jennings isn't as good as Derrick Rose in the game because Brandon Jennings isn't a threat to score. He's a passer. He's he's gonna pass the ball. He may once in a blue moon hit a three. But he's no threat to score, and you don't have. That's one less guy you have to worry about. If he's but never going to drive to the basket and try and try and get two but points. But don't you need those guys that are just awesome ball, ball handlers? Like they popping popping in, in and out all around. Like in, in okay, you know they're not going to shoot. But in the, in the modern in the yeah. modern era of basketball, everyone has to be a threat to score. When your center, shot. when yeah. your seven foot three guy is shooting exactly. threes, <laughs> when the, when the guy whose whole job it used to be was to protect the hoop. And slam dunk it when you got it into him down there. When that guy is now standing outside shooting jump shots and shooting three pointers and hitting them, right. everyone has to be a threat to score. That makes sense. You need to be you. The, everyone on the court has to be covered and respected. If you don't have to respect Brandon Jennings' ability to score, mm-hmm. that frees you up to go double team somebody else because he's not going to do anything. He's just going to run around and pass it to somebody that can't. Right. So okay. you just let you just let him pass it, and whoever he passes it to, you go get That's that who guy. You brought, yeah. But he's he's got to be a threat to score. We got too many just lame. Ducks. I miss Reggie Miller. I just miss like those perfect threes. Oh, <laughs> I miss God, people that Reggie can actually. Shoot. <laughs> oh God, those memories of Reggie Miller. I mean, think, speaking of Reggie Miller in that generation, but that you know, repetition, they just practice, <laughs> yeah, they practice, put all practice. That. And that generation, though, I mean, they pretty much play almost all the games. I mean, it was like eighty-two games in the season. Most of them. I mean, you look at Michael Jordan. And it was harder basketball, like you yeah. said, with. You know, Physical, more body checks yeah. and stuff. Like Michael Jordan, he even in his last couple of years with Chicago, he played every single game. I mean, you look at the stats compared to LeBron. Everything LeBron takes like two weeks off or whatever, and he plays like seventy something. But Michael Jordan plays like eighty. And don't they make so much more now? Yeah, they make so much more <laughs> now <laughs> because the CBA. Like they play the so CBA much harder deal. and more and now. Yeah, the CBA deal. I mean, that's gonna make them richer than everybody like ever existed. Even like two players probably back in the past. That doesn't even equal to what they're making right now. Yeah. And I mean, that's how much money it is. But, like, they're playing so many games, like Michael Jordan, Patrick Hugh, and Reggie Miller, those guys, compared now. I mean, it's ridiculous. And it, and if I had to take between effort, I mean, over LeBron or Michael Jordan, I'd probably take over Jordan because Jordan plays every single game. LeBron takes, like, games off. And he does it. He even said himself, Michael Jordan, I think he, he does it because it's for the fans. You know, he's out there to perform and to win games, of course, but yeah. for the fans to see him play and all that. And I feel like all these players, all they care about is their brand. All they care about is trying to stay healthy for the playoffs and be rested. But sometimes that could backfire. I mean, we see them with the Spurs when they try to do that. They backfire. They got they got bounced out in the first round. Right. They, they lost rhythm. Yeah. But at the yeah. same I listen, I don't have a problem doing what you feel you need to do to win the game, to win the championship. <laughs> That's the main goal. Um, as a lifelong Knicks fan, I can tell you no one really cares about coming in second place or how get you how close you get to first place if you don't win the whole thing. Yeah, but that's right. because we come. People from don't a remember city. the year that you almost. Made. Right, yeah. but that's because we come from a city where the Yankees are the most winningest franchise in in sports history. So it's a whole different thing. Wasn't the baseball the Cubs won this year? Yeah, they won this year, and it was the first time in like 108 years. Yep, and yep. that's like that's got to feel good for teams that don't get. Meanwhile, the championships. Right. Meanwhile, the Yankees have been shutting out people like left, right, and center. We have more the Yankees. Yeah. We have more pennants than anyone in. We have more championships. Right. And so we're a little bit spoiled, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. New York teams are definitely spoiled. So if you don't make it now, on the other end, like I said, I don't, I don't mind doing what you feel you need to do to win. I Mm -hmm. do think, however, the fans need to be taken into account. 
if I showed up because I wanted to see your star player and you rested that star player, there needs to be some form of reciprocity back to me. Somebody needs to refund make that ticket, right with me. Either right, either refund my ticket, give me a discount on the next ticket. Uh, how about you just hungry. tell me? Yeah, how about you just tell me in advance so I can make the choice? How about the coaches have to decide? Um, at least the day before. Yeah, at no, least a week before. Like, nah, dude. If you're gonna do this, if this is the day you're gonna sit them down. Yeah, unless well, if it's a, if it's like a optional like a choice right yeah test, not, i'm not talking about test. an injury if it's an injury then all bets are off you didn't do that on purpose i didn't want them to be hurt they don't do want to be proof? hurt do we need this proof? just happened no nah, nah, I, I okay but what's this you said carmel had a sore shoulder and you don't buy it or whatever i said what if you call that what if they call that what i mean then they're just going to change everybody to like if it's a nagging injury i think you should be able to play through it I mean, well then you have it, to because it's you, not going to you resting it isn't making it go away but also like if it's like an injury like an actual injury like a torn meniscus or something or torn it you know, hopefully not, but AC, sprained ankle or yeah, whatever. Sprained ankle or whatever. Then I understand you could sit out. Broken but, pinky. I don't yeah, know. but bruises, <laughs> bruises. Like no one's really a hundred percent even in the playoffs. All of them are dealing with something. You're playing a physical injured. sport. Yeah, like, exactly. Suck it up. <laughs> no athlete is a hundred percent heading to the playoffs of any sport. Baseball, it's football, basketball. And the hockey, season everybody. just started. You exactly. rested already. Yeah, let's talk about hockey. I'm just saying they like lose <laughs> teeth. And they'd be like, ah, let's keep playing. You got to show me one of those dudes that don't have interest. Show me one of them that takes a week off to rest. Right. You know what I mean? Let's get tough. Let's get tough. We're getting hacked with wood. (laughs) (laughs) And a puck. What is that puck made? It's hard rubber, like, bouncing at your feet. Yeah, you're, like, slamming down on ice and walls with very little give and plexiglass. And you're getting chopped. Ice blades on ice. Yeah, like, ah. Can we agree though that maybe this generation of basketball players is soft than the last I don't, scene? I don't spoiled. think we can even argue that. They're spoiled. I don't yeah. see how anybody can argue against that concept. Of course they're soft. Because they've turned into superstars that expect a softer, more fancy Which is why given life. I don't ever want to hear anything about LeBron being compared to, to Michael Jordan. To Michael Jordan or even Kobe. I don't care how many rings he gets. Even Kobe. Or even Magic. lifestyle is so or Magic. Or 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 Allen Iverson. Like, are you kidding me? A six foot guard who took all that punishment and uh, still got oh, up. I just a, watched his documentary the other day. <sighs> there was a report actually. I think one of the games where he had like a uh, bruise, uh, knee, uh, sore this, hip that. Like there was like a <laughs> so yeah. many, and he still played through all that. And and and, and bald. Like yeah. I don't want to hit Kobe. Don't flop. I've never seen Kobe Bryant flop, no, flop ever. As much as they talk, because Kobe came from the era where that was unacceptable. If you flopped, you were soft. You were just the you. You, you were soft. You, you were a little. You were yeah. a little baby. Nobody right. cared about you. What? LeBron gets you a cramp and he gets carried off the court. <laughs> he gets and that's a cramp. <laughs> Dudes were don't they bleeding. Want respect? Don't they want respect? Like that's the problem. Is that they want. To be coddled instead of want Steve, to earn respect. Steve Nash had an open wound across his face. I remember that, actually. He patched it up and got back out there. Uh, Rondo dislocated his arm. Went out there and played with one arm. And you guys are getting cramps talking about you want to take yeah, breaks and you can't you understand know. why the fans have a problem with that. Like, yo, you look soft, Duke. You look real, real soft. I dislocated my so, elbow and I was a gymnast and I... Like, I didn't want to lose the whole season, so I figured out how to do everything with one arm. You I couldn't do bars, but I did everything else with one arm, damn it. I don't, I don't ever, I don't, that's why I don't have any respect to, well, who's better, this guy or that. Like, if Kobe was in his prime in this era, he'd have like 10 rings. Yeah. He'd yeah. be, because he, he's, he's tougher than a coffin nail. You can't it's beat a guy up like that who yeah, doesn't who doesn't flop and doesn't take the easy way out and doesn't like fall to the ground like he's been shot after <laughs> a little bit of contact <laughs> and get carried to the and I'm not a LeBron hater but I come from an era where that wasn't acceptable and to see you getting away with it because you can just aggravates me. Yeah, Kobe's training was intense though and his recovery was intense too. He did acupuncture, he did massages, he and did that's your job, that's ice, your responsibility. He, he all that. Yeah, I wish he had that cryotherapy. No, he did cryotherapy too. Did he? Yeah, he did. Yeah. Like when the, in, in the last years, or because no, I know they didn't. I don't, I don't, I don't did they know, even have it when he was like really? No, yeah, it was. This is this is something that's that was old invented. Technology. That's an old technology thing that's been since in China since like 1970s, I think, or 80s. I mean, well, yeah, dude, China, everything has been out. <laughs> And when you're an NBA player, you have access to and they go, pretty much right. everything. Yeah, he went to Germany to do his... But that, it's your that choice. Blood, yeah, yeah, the 
the but it's your surgery. Ch- and it's your choice, though. Like I was saying, mm-hmm. like it, you do owe it to the fans to do everything you can to do your job the best. Yeah, mm-hmm. you get millions of dollars and you have the best medical professionals around you. Like you shouldn't just go home and play video games. You should be like working on your shot. You should. You know, or Recover. fixing or fixing your body, Recovery, not yeah. being at a club. I don't see why any of them don't. Like, there's a like story, that. and I know it's not uh, basketball really, but we're also in the season where he had all those knee injuries and ankle injuries. He didn't sleep. He literally he he had to recover like almost every three hours to do whatever he had to do. Took a little nap, did it again. He didn't sleep for like couple weeks just to be co- yeah no Russell, no, Russell. Russell. Oh, Russell oh, oh, Wilson oh oh yeah okay. quarterback and he he did oh, all yeah. that he did all that just to get better and he now he's better than ever now and it looks like mm-hmm. he's 100% ready for this for the playoffs now mm-hmm. that they clinched the NFC West which, which is a much more demanding sport yeah. physically, physically than basketball and their their contracts like aren't two days. guaranteed are they they're not guaranteed no. they, there's two no two days it takes to like pretty much recover from a game like mm-hmm. that's how how much body Wear and tear you're dealing with in football. So, yeah, man, I I understand the concept of wanting to win the game. I understand the concept of doing what you need to do in order to, you know, get the championship popping. But you got to – the fans need to be considered. You can't just leave them hanging like that. If if Kobe's going to – if excuse me. If LeBron's going to sit out, if Melo's going to sit out. Melo's going to sit out. He didn't win any titles. I think it maybe LeBron's a little leelage because he's played through almost every finals. And he's like yeah, but he's 40 never, minutes he's, a game. He's rarely had a full season where he played every game. Yeah, that too. Like, so. In it, a long time. Yeah, yeah you, you got to miss me with that. And if you just. And here's the other part. They see you in Cleveland every night. Yeah, they see a, you in Cleveland every take night. Take a day off in Cleveland. Yeah, you're going to take the day off. Yeah, don't do that to right. the to the team. To the to the arena. Well, and it's also where kids. There's adult adult superstar super fans, but like literally, like these sports things are largely for like, I mean, kids looking at you, right. learning from you, and adoring you. Yeah, in the like country, the merch. They adore you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm saying the merch and all that. Like it's kids like Which driving Which is really this. aggravating because if I'm a parent and I just spent money on your ticket and my ticket, and it's disappointing and it's teaching the kids wrong. Right. Like it's t- really teaching the kids that like they can't. First of all, they can't depend on their idols. That like disappointment, you know, all that type of stuff. I wouldn't even know how to explain it if I was a if I was a parent. He's not I, hurt. He's just not here. What what, what happened to he him? He just decided not. He wants to be with his girlfriend today. Oh man. Yeah, I don't. I don't have. I I really think Melo. I think Melo called it in because he didn't think there was a chance of them winning that game. Which they had a chance really because they were. Pretty much in that right game, there. just they were just inch closer, free throws right there, a little shot right there. I think had he, I don't think, I don't think the whole team came in prepared to, to win. win. I don't really think I they, think they any of them thought there. they had a chance. I think it had to do with the Craig Shaker death too. I mean, I think a lot of players didn't want to play that game, but they had to play because you know the professionals. They had I can, to play I game. can see that. But look, who, look who played the hardest on the Knicks. Was the bench the dudes yeah. whose contracts aren't guaranteed? The dudes yeah. who are hanging on by a thread. But, and you should play harder because you're trying to. Right, Get that, but they like, got in yourself. and they went ham. They they went ham and they did their thing and they got us back. My whole thing is, in a game like that, that's winnable. Mm-hmm. Um, when the team captain and the best player, when the best players every on, game on should the be court, winnable in your head. Right, but you when the best players game. on your team yeah. opt out, you're Take pretty much left like, okay, well. Take the wind out of yourself. You know, yeah. they said they're they they said we're not gonna win, so I guess we're not gonna win. They don't want to be in this fight with us, so I guess what's the point of fighting? Let's let's just let it happen. But Golden but Golden State shot terrible. They played a terrible game. And I know if Melo and, and D no Rose in that. my head, if they could have been like, Holy crap, we got a we got a chance. Wait, 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 let me get my suit. Let me get my suit. Like they ran back, got dressed and came out, like, yo, we can do this. Like, hey, these guys Suck. So then you're a fair weather player. I mean, I understand a fair weather fan sometimes, but you can't be a fair weather player. You're you play for the like a franchise, like a mm-hmm. big team. You should be you should believe and at least try to win every game. Right. Play and go down. Try and go down fighting. Yeah. Even if it's not gonna happen. Even if everyone says it's not gonna happen. That's what every good underdog story is about. Mm-hmm. Is fighting even when no one said you could. As a fan, I can accept a loss. I can't accept a blowout. I can't accept you not Or a trying. give up, yeah. At least they yeah. tried yesterday. No, no they, it, they tried. Losing by 13 points to, 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 world champion, to a world championship super team, I'll, I'll Good job I'll for the that. bench. 41 assists. That's yeah. a lot, I'll, But I'll eat that. I'll eat that. They had to do all – they had to have 41 assists in order to beat us by 13 points. I'm, I'm kind of fine with that. And we didn't have our two best players in, two of our best players So good in. for the bench. Yeah, yeah. I'm not they mad at that at all. It builds confidence for the bench, if anything, knowing that they could go against a – 
other teams. And hold and, your own. A little bit more time in with Kuz and, and, and some of the other players. Like Ron Baker. Yeah, yeah, Baker was hooping. Yeah, he was hooping. Like, I was surprised. He was making shots and making good decisions. He plays the point, right? Yeah, he's playing yeah. backup point Jennings for Jennings. Might, Jennings might want to watch his back, man. Because everybody's only as good as their, you know, who's your working harder game. right behind them. And he was making some <laughs> – Jennings makes some real goofball mistakes from time to time. Yeah, turnover. You literally like, look oh. at him like – You passed to the wrong team. Basically, <laughs> like, turnover. What Wait, the hell no, are you what? doing? How did you end up behind the dude's butt and then he trapped you up against the sideline? Like, yeah. How do you get Too stuck? How, how many times – how long have you been playing this game? Like, really? Did you really just get Born caught yesterday? Like <laughs> and meanwhile, Baker is in there hooping. Shooting threes, pocket passes. That's your chance when you get off the bench. Though. You got jumpers. Show. I think I don't believe this talk that the Knicks don't have a bench. I think the bench we have. Yeah, sorry, tweet yesterday too. I yeah. have to agree. I don't. I don't think they get enough time on the court for us to know whether we have a bench or not. Right. But when we get out there, when the bench is out there, they they do work. They play well. I don't. I don't get it. And I think they're they're trying to get that chemistry going. And hopefully, as they continue, it will be good. So, you know, we got a little bit of time here. I, I actually want to do a little uh, football talk, but before we get there, you know, this is our last episode of the year, and we got to talk about really some of the best moments this year. What do you think was the best moment sports-wise? Uh, let's figure that out. Um, I, I think if I, if I had to say best moment, it would be what I was most entertained by. And what entertained me most this year was pretty much the Conor McGregor fights. Yeah, um, yeah they were th- that's kind of like no you can't miss those fights. The the Conor McGregor um oh my god, what's my Diaz, Nick Diaz fight where Nick Diaz choked him out? Yeah. That was awesome. That was awesome. Loved. That was this year, right? Yeah, this I didn't year. miss that. Right. That was awesome. That was a fantastic moment. Odell Beckham getting hit by the uh the f- field goal, uh, field goal pose, yeah, whatever the, the, the catch, the catching net, the field net, getting hit in the face after he smacked it with his helmet. <laughs> that was greatness personified. Um, Christoph Porzingis um, getting up and almost getting into a fight just now. That dude, uh, Chris from the Suns. Yeah, I don't know why he did that. I mean, the kid. I mean, I don't even know why he tried to do that. Try to be a tough guy and everything. That made no sense whatsoever. Yeah, nah. It, I, I'm I'm enjoying, um, you know. The most entertaining moment I'll say is uh, watching Nick Diaz really put the screws to Conor McGregor and choke him out, make him make him eat humble pie for the first time in his career. So I I, I was thoroughly entertained by that. That's my moment. Chris, you got one? I'm actually I'm thinking about him. I I was enjoying the uh, the Olympic moments. So I was like Michael Phelps and all that. Uh, I liked his cupping. like just things that like sort of make everybody go hmm and then it gets into like pop culture and health awareness and all that That was just entertaining to me um i enjoyed the ronda rousey stuff i it was a it was a fall from grace when she lost but it was so much hype it was exciting to see a girl and you know what her and um oh i'm gonna blank the ballet dancer um uh, misty copeland so she Mm. became the first black Principal for the New York City Ballet. Oh yeah, I'm gonna yeah. taking the girl the girl route. But anyway, no, I think <laughs> it's really wonderful when people when people you don't like. I said the underdog story when people you yeah. don't expect to do something great, just they don't care. Like they just keep yeah. going. And yeah. and I remember Ronda Rousey talking about how people used to call her manly and all this stuff. And she's like, no, 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 no. I'm just awesome at what I do. <laughs> and she, you know, she mm-hmm. came to like huge stardom out the out the blue to me. I mean. If you're not a big fighting fan, you didn't watch her career from the jump. Like she just popped on the stage. Oh, and wasn't she the one that she the she did the, the shoulder thing? Too. She popped that girl's shoulder out in like thirty seconds. Yeah, it was like the the or thirteen seconds. It was the shortest fight of all time. Ronda Rousey. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, she's got she's got records. Yeah. It was like miserably uncomfortable to watch. But, but she it's got amazing. Beat by a girl up. she had beat before, or by a girl that okay, the girl she beat. Hold on. Anyway, she shouldn't have lost that girl. The, the girl, yeah, the girl, the girl she beat, beat had already lost beat the that belt girl. to another woman that she beat, Misha Tate. Misha Tate right. choked out um, Heidi. Uh, no, I'm about to call her Heidi Fleiss. <laughs> anyway, uh, so, yeah, I'm guessing. I mean, for me, there's so, so many moments. I mean, you had baseball, Chicago Cubs winning it. You yeah. had uh, Porzingis had some great plays through this first year and even going into this year. Um, baseball, you know, Gary Sanchez coming out of the Yankees. I think for me personally, though, the Olympic experience 
was probably one of the best moments because looking at all these athletes competing uh, for gold, Michael Phelps winning some gold medal, USA basketball winning it, women's basketball dominating. I mean, those were some of the great moments. That, that was awesome. Yeah, that was. And one moment, I guess, personally, because I do like soccer as well, that got me kind of sad. And I felt bad for the player. It was actually when, when Messi missed a goal in the Copa America against mm. Chile, a penalty kick that was, like, blatantly, like, I don't understand how he missed that. I just felt bad for him because this is a guy who who probably be the best soccer player to ever live. But, right. but I think to solidify that, he needs to win the World Cup or he needs to win Copa America to be in that conversation with mm-hmm. the Paley's of the world or even Ronaldo who won – one of his cups, international cups as well. Like these guys are the big stars, but Messi, he needs to win one to just be solidifies the best. Wait a minute, how can I forget Kobe's retirement? Oh yeah, Kobe's retirement. How do we forget wow. about Kobe? How do we forget Kobe's how do we forget retirement? Forget about Kobe. I for- yeah, that that made me kind of emotional that when he scored sixty and he just goodbye. You know, pretty much that's it. I was over his career. Also, how about Steph Curry's run? Oh yeah, it's a second MVP. I mean, mm. first thing you well, miss MVP. But one. also just how many how many games he had threes. Four hundred two. Yeah. Yeah, like yeah. that's insane. And then yes. and then he skips a game. Like he the first one he breaks it, and then the next one he breaks another record. Right. He yeah. came back with even more. I was like, holy crap. And then the Portland game when he came back and he scored sixteen in the overtime game. I mean, yeah. the owner's face was just priceless like, when he saw hell? that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, are you kidding me? What like, he's doing that's right going now? Game. How about Fiji winning their first Olympic medal ever in rugby? Who'd have Who thunk? saw that coming? Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm yeah. saying. Like, and then and then they did a little show. Like I saw, like kids learn that from the like, you know how like in India they play cricket, mm-hmm. like it's their life. Yeah. And then in like soccer and in you know DR and a stuff. A lot of other places. Right, a bunch of places. But like apparently rugby is like they live for that sport, and then they win the gold. I was That's big. I, I love could, moments like that. <laughs> I, just a flashback, real quick. I yeah. remember Shaq and and Kenny and um. The TNT crew, uh, they were talking to Kobe, winding down to his last game. Yeah. And uh, Kobe was talking to everybody about, you know, he was winding down, it's all good, blah, blah, blah. And Shaq says to him, Kobe, I want you to do me a favor. Your last game, get 50. And everybody yeah. just laughed. And Kobe looked huh. at him and went, uh, you know what? No. <laughs> like, how about no? The answer is no. And then he plays in his last game, <laughs> and he doesn't get 50. He scores 60. 60. Which was wow. bananas. How about... Uh, Shaq's holiday commercials. <laughs> they are awesome. They're hilarious. Him and Kevin Hart smelling soap. And he's with somebody else no, looking Kend- at a little Kendrick dog. Kendrick Lamar. Yeah. Kendrick, that's Kendrick Lamar. He's with Kendrick in one of them. The, but there's, he's, the soap, but there's the several. Soap. Do- soap is him. Okay. So then there's another one where he's got like, they're looking at little dog beds. There's another one where he's uh, oh, with the comedian. What's I forget her name. And they're like riding a tandem bike. It's kind of funny. Nice. He's, he's entertaining. Shaq is entertaining. Shaq than a fool. <laughs> that was just some great moments. But, you know, it's been yeah. a, a, a sad year in terms of icons that have passed, but there also been some good moments as well. And we get into 2017, seeing what's going to happen for all of us. we got some Super Bowls, some NBA championships. we got yeah. everything, yeah. you know. Playoffs, for MLB, and everything. Time it's, moves it's, on. It's crazy <laughs> where we, we're in a league. We're in the NBA, and you turn the game. Oh. And Tim Duncan and Kobe Bryant are no longer on the court. Yeah, it's just weird. That's right. Really, no, really bizarre it's to me. Like, those two guys are no longer on the court. You're, with that era is retired. gone. They're 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 done. We're not gonna see those two guys on the court anymore, ever. That's wild. It's it just it it kills. It I, ushers in a new a new era. Every though, time every the time Lakers he... play, I'm like, where is he? There's Kobe. <laughs> yeah, like, where Kobe. is he? <laughs> Not even so on the bench. Weird. I just need him sitting next to Jack Nicholson somewhere. Can he just, just kick <laughs> Can he just hang out at all the games like Spike does for the, the Knicks? Yeah, just be like Kobe's in there. Oh, mom, but what's up? Uh, he's, too busy. <laughs> he's too busy spending all that money he made. Doing shoes now oh, and doing whatever he wants. Yeah, he can do whatever he wants now. Yeah. I mean, he's an icon. Just like uh, when Jeter retired a few years ago, just like when uh, you know Ray Lewis on you know, football and Ravens retired, they can do whatever they want when they retire. And they're great mm-hmm. at what they do. So a lot of them stay around the sport, though. I mean, you could yeah, just, you could just do whatever you want. Yeah, they disappear. Ray Lewis like a commentator now. Who? Ray Lewis. Uh, do no, like I, he does. Uh, he comes in once in a while for Fox. He used to do it for ESPN, but now he's now on the Fox side because pretty much everybody's on the Fox Sports right. side now. Yeah. I mean, ESPN 
losing a lot of people now to Fox because of the, cause, you know, the money. Yeah. It's all about the money for them. Oh, my God, out. amazing news. My stepdad just had double hip replacement this morning, and he walked already. Salute the God. I'm saying this is what we could do with the medical whatever. He had hip replacement. He's walking, so these guys should not take rest days. (laughs) You are NBA players (laughs) with doctors all around you. You bruised? Get up. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. And with that said, yep. You know that said. You know, let's let's do a quick thing. Uh, Giants, uh, Lions. Who you got? Giants, of course. You think they clinch this weekend? I think we. I think we got it. I think we got it. I think they'll clinch too. I think uh, they'll go. Clinch this game and then they'll take those two games just to make sure they're healthy and ready to go mm-hmm. for the playoffs. We got it. Exciting. So, you know, be sure to subscribe on SoundCloud and iTunes. Follow the Slant City Facebook page and Twitter account. Follow me at Morinish10 and follow Mr. Meg here. M R M E C C. That's Instagram and Twitter and YouTube. And I'm K underscore Levan, L A V E N N E, and that's Instagram and Twitter as well. And follow the big Dunk 360 website on Twitter at Dunk360 because it can only be one. See you next year. Woo woo!